0: The Liturgical Sense of the Readings at Mass. The Catholic Mass promises that whenever we attend to the liturgy, the real presence of the Lord is there with us. No matter how we are feeling, no matter what time it is in our life, whether it is a time of trouble or time of distress, a time of anxiety, a time of joy, or a time of peace. The promise remains the same, that from the rising of the sun into a setting, as long as we have priests, we will be able to visit the real presence of our Lord and worship Him, and He will condescend to commune with us. Such a blessing as this was not always the case in God's covenant with his people. For example, in today's first reading for the 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time Year A, from 1 Kings chapter 19 verses 9 and 11 to 13, the prophet Elijah was running in fear for his life after Jezebel had promised to end his life for having killed all her false prophets. Albeit for different reasons, The imagery of Elijah running from Samaria to Beersheba, which was in the opposite direction to Damascus, where God was sending him, reminds us of Jonah who fled to Tarshish, which was in the opposite direction of Nineveh, where God was sending him to preach. Elijah's 40 days and 40 nights journey to Mount Horeb reminds us of Moses, who went to Mount Sinai, most likely the same mountain as Horeb, and remained there for 40 days and 40 nights. Just as Christ Jesus' test in the desert came after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, Elijah fasted for 40 days and 40 nights until he came to the cave of Mount Horeb where God tested him saying, Why are you here, Elijah? Here, the Lord implies that Elijah should be somewhere else other than here. Elijah is out of place because he is in fear of the world. He says as much in his reply to the divine question, saying, I have been most zealous for the Lord, God of hosts, but the Israelites have forsaken your covenant. They have destroyed your altars and murdered your prophets by the sword. I alone remain, and they seek to take my life. Here Elijah offers a typical response to the human condition. Like Elijah, we always seem to believe that God owes us something for doing what he has called us to do, but we never ask why an enslaved person or a servant should demand anything from their master who provides for them everything they need. Also, in times of trouble, we seem to doubt or forget that the presence of the Lord is with us. The response from God to Elijah's doubt was to say, what do you need to know that I am with you and that you are not alone in this? How about I give you a test? The text reads, then the Lord said, go out and stand on a mountain before the Lord. The Lord will pass by. There was a strong and violent wind rending the mountains and crushing rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind after the wind and earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake after the earthquake fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, a light, silent sound. Ah, there it was. Sometimes we look for these big, magnificent signs of awe and wonder to prove that God is with us. Still, sometimes it is just the appearance of a small wafer of bread and a drop of wine or in Elijah's case a light silent sound. But when Elijah heard the presence of God out of reverence and maybe a little shame and embarrassment because of his doubt, he hid his face in a cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Then the question returns. Why are you here, Elijah? To which the prophet answers just as before. Now the Lord is ready to have mercy on his poor prophet who had served him well by commanding him to go back through Samaria where Jezebel was seeking his life, and then to Damascus where he is to complete his final three assignments. First, to anoint Hazel as king of Aram, second to anoint Jehu as king of Israel, and third to anoint Elisha as his successor. The prophet Elijah would only perform the latter of these three assignments. This theme of overcoming fear by trusting in the presence of the Lord continues in today's second reading from Romans chapter 9 verses 1 through 5, which is a type of preface to the apostle Paul's lamentation for the Jews. In this letter to the church at Rome, he says, I have great sorrow and anguish in my heart because he feels a a deep sense of anguish for the plight of his former brothers and kinsmen who have rejected Jesus, the Messiah of God. Yet, he presses forward in speaking the truth to them because he says, My conscience joins with the Holy Spirit in bearing me witness. Today's Gospel reading from Matthew chapter 14 and verses 22 through 33 also continues the theme of overcoming fear by trusting in the presence of the Lord with Simon Peter stepping out of the boat and beginning to walk on water towards Jesus. Peter overcame his fear as he began to sink and in the presence of the Lord Jesus cried out. Lord, save me. And the Lord did save him by stretching out his hand to catch him from sinking further. Truly, there are countless things we can fear or we can fear nothing by trusting in the Lord our God. The church and her sacraments are calling us into a divine life of fearlessness. She even desires us to reject sin, not because we fear the loss of heaven and the pains of hell, but because we love and trust in God. Peace be with you could be a mere response or an opportunity to practice how we respond for peace is not a thing, but rather a person named Jesus Christ. This is just one way how the readings at Mass this Sunday connect to the liturgy and how the liturgy is forming us how to live our lives in the world. Be in the world which you have received through the liturgy. I am David L. Gray. Visit me online at davidlgray.info for more content and context about the liturgical sense of the scriptures.